Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Starting to feel a little bit more like normal. This Wednesday night we had little angels and little shepherds here and they were doing their thing and the church was full. It got to feel a little bit more like normal Christmas. Friday night and Saturday night we had our big concerts and they were full and it began to feel a little bit more like Christmas. began to feel a little bit more like normal, like the wait was over kind of wondered what life was going to get back to and what it was going to look like and how it was going to feel and, and would we do this and would we do that. Perhaps it's been because 2021 has been a year of waiting. and We have waited and waited and waited over and over again. Not like waiting three hours in the line at the DMV to renew a driver's license or to register a car for a kid that doesn't have a, a clean title, but... But waiting, like really waiting, not for a day or a couple hours, but waiting for weeks and months. Some have even waited for years. We have people in our congregation who have not ventured out of their homes very much for almost two years, afraid of grandma or grandpa getting sick and what that would mean and a diminished physical capacity, so people are waiting. And there's different kinds of waiting. There's, there, there, there's that kind of waiting that seems excruciating. And there's the waiting at the DMV that just seems like a complete waste of, of time. There's so many other things to do. We're so busy. We have so much going on that it'd be nice just to dispense with the work to be done and to get after what we need to do in our hearts and in our lives to get ready for Christmas. In our Old Testament reading from Zephaniah chapter 3, and you may want to grab that bulletin and put it on your knee, because as you think about Christmas and as we get closer and closer to all of the things that go with Christmas, Zephaniah is a great way to look and see what God is doing and that God himself is not hidden from his people. But you want to talk about waiting. The people to whom Zephaniah was speaking were waiting. Matter of fact, they felt like they were stuck in a season of waiting, in generations of waiting. They were ready to go back to their homes, and the Lord said, you got to wait 70 years, you guys. Plant trees, make farms, get jobs, do your thing. You're going to be in Babylon for a while. This is not a just rise up, and we're not turning around and going home anytime soon. They were sick of captivity. They were sick of war. Everyone from Egypt to the Babylonians had cut through their territory and taken their people as slavery and stolen their property and looted their goods and all of those things. They were sick of religious upheaval. They liked their temple. They liked their sanctuary and it was gone and they were gone from it. And the cry was, how long? How long do we got to wait? We can, we can wait another 30 or 40 years. We're cool with that. They didn't have iPhones and cell phones and books and TV and, and so time and the story and the promise as they waited was told and related around the campfires, related in the fires in their little homes. And the grandparents told the parents and the parents told their children and the children repeated back the promise of God 
don't forget, always remember, don't forget to remember the promise of God, they would tell their children. Remember when God brought our great, 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 great grandmas and grandpas out of Egypt. Remember the faithfulness God showed. Remember the love of the Lord. Remember the promise where God said, I will be your God and you will be my people. And the identity of Yahweh's people, the identity of the people of God was found in the marvelous promises that were waiting to be fulfilled. And they got to wait. Wait and wait and wait. I can't stand waiting. Let's go. Let's get it done. Let's make it happen. And I think of waiting in terms of maybe days and months and and trying to get that figured out and how to mark my time as I'm waiting. But the people of God at the time of Zephaniah had waited hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. King David, of whom they remembered and whose promises they brought to light. They remembered as the golden age of Israel was almost 500 years having come and gone. And still they waited. The word Zephaniah means God is hidden. And for the people at that time, it seemed like God was hidden to their eyes. But make no mistake, in their time as in ours, God is working to do His thing, to keep His promises to bring light and love and the Savior's touch to us, to His people. We wait too, not just for Christmas and a new year, but, but it seems over this last year we've waited an awful lot. We waited for businesses to open. Last year at this time, we ran our worship services in a tent. And it seems like a hundred years ago. But we waited and waited and waited to come inside. And then when we came inside, it wasn't like this. Everyone was kind of skittish and nervous. And we waited and waited and waited for our school to get back to on-site instruction. And then we were careful and nervous and wondering and waiting. And, and even more as our faith life in our church life, we, we wait to get back to the regular rhythms to which we were accustomed. And it seems we've waited in our context for over 350-some days of 2021, and it seems like it's been a long, long time. The pace of our society operates in nanoseconds. Things and data and communication is delivered almost instantaneously. And if we have to wait any longer than that, I'm not sure about you, but for me, I become impatient. And instead of asking, what is God doing or what should I be doing during this time of waiting, I feel like I'm falling behind of everybody else. And then maybe God has kind of took his eyes off my life and Or maybe God is hiding and says, when you figure it out, call me, I'll be there. We've struggled in our time of waiting with fear and with the unknown and with all sorts of kind of people set against one another attitudes and hearts. It doesn't seem to me that 21st century humanity is necessarily patient. So Zephaniah speaks. Zephaniah speaks into our time of waiting and our expectations. 
He speaks words that warm our hearts, that signal that God is not hiding from us, that God is living and active at the time of those hearers and at our time as well. And though we can't see God, He is faithful in keeping His promises. He's not stopped working. He's not stopped delivering. And it's with great hope that we can look forward to the fulfillment of His promises. What are you looking forward to in 2021? It seems to me everyone as a third grader looks forward to fourth grade. Maybe as the economy and things have opened up, you look forward to trips and the renewal of the rhythms of your life in a way that you understood almost two years ago in a way that you'd like to reclaim and rekindle right immediately. God is with us. If you brought that little piece of your bulletin out, you can finger through all of the marvelous things that Zephaniah wrote to engage his hearers in the promise of the Lord that God was working to bring hope and peace and a Messiah. Feels like normal. The children sing beautifully. Unreal. You guys are fabulous. Best ever. The angels and the shepherds. The angels with crooked halos. The kindergarten angel who was one foot tall or two feet tall and weighed about 35 pounds, walked across the stage and put herself right here in the manger. And you would have thought Jesus himself was delivered that night into the sanctuary of St. John's in Orange. It almost feels like the wait is over and if things are normal. The shepherds giggled and laughed as first graders. And the third graders fill our sanctuary with joy this morning. It was the first time in the history of this church that a kindergarten class and a first grade class had given their Christmas presentation at the same time for the first time. You know what I'm saying? We skipped a whole year. And the parents showed it on their faces. Had to calm them down, had to set them down, had to say it's okay to videotape and take pictures. But they were all jacked up. They had waited and waited and waited, and there were the angels and the shepherds, like your third graders, singing the praises of the Lord Jesus, and reminding us that God is not slow to keep His promises. That night Jesus was born, the shepherds had waited and waited and waited and waited and waited. And their grandmas and grandpas and great-grandmas and great-grandpas all the way back through the history of God's people. And there it was, a baby born in a manger. And they said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. And the angels practiced and practiced and practiced those glorious you almost wonder if the chief angel came to the Lord and said, today, 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 we go today, we go today, we go today, is it today, is it today, is it tonight, do we go, come on. We're waiting and waiting and waiting. And then at the right time, at the right moment, when the history was, was ready, when the time was ready to give birth to something wonderful, then the angels came down and heralded the promises of God kept for His people. God had come to redeem his people in the person of Jesus. 
and blessed humanity with the divine touch. And that story lives on. The story that the Israelites told around the fire is the story that the children share with us this week and this morning and remind us that God is working as indeed it feels like we're waiting. On September 1st, I ordered a brand new mountain bike. And I loved that bike. They told me it would take four months to get that bike. Four months! Now, telling an ADD person like me that you're going to have to wait four months is just like winding me up and setting me loose like any sort of Christmas toy. (laughs) And so I kind of shelved my old bike, which was not an e-bike like my new bike, and whatever, that's another sermon for another day. But they told me that it would come before the end of the year. They might as well have told me it'll come in 2085. I mean, for real. And so I looked at my email, I called, and I waited for text messages. And I thought, you know what? At worst, I've got to wait to December 31st. I'll drive to San Clemente. I'll pick it up. It'll all be good. I'll just wait patiently. (laughs) And so I got after it. I reorganized my garage. I sold two old bikes. I reorganized all my stuff. I watched YouTube video after YouTube video about the difference between e-bike riding and regular bike riding. I listened to podcasts. I browsed all the new equipment I would need and want and didn't share any of that with my wife, but have a rather extensive list of Christmas stuff that I need. New pedals, new shoes, new gloves, new helmet, all sorts of stuff. Waiting, 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 getting ready, getting ready, anticipating. And the first week of October, I got an email from YT Industries. And I thought it was going to be some silly thing of, hey, it's great, two more months, you can make it. And they said, this is wonderful. Your bike is sitting on a ship in Long Beach Harbor, and God only knows when it will come. They said, as soon as we can get a driver down to the dock, you'll have your bike. Little did I know that they had 200 bikes in their container. And so the guy called me and he said, Mr. Klinkenberg, this is great, but you're going to have to wait another seven to ten days for us to put your bike together. At that time, I was ready to walk to San Clemente and pick up the bike. The time was near. The bike was there and delivered a month early, patiently waiting. And while I was waiting, I was doing the things that would help me be a better rider. And since I received that bike the week before Thanksgiving, I've already got 10 rides on it. Waiting, 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 and anticipating gave way to the blessing that came from receiving. What are you doing? What are you doing? As we wait for Jesus' second coming, what do we do as we wait? Perhaps we learn from Zephaniah from 600 B.C., from the time before iPhones, from the time before iPads, from the time before computers, from the time before cars, and from the time before books. But the words of Zephaniah allow us to fill our time of waiting on God with marvelous things. Zephaniah writes these verbs, sing, shout, be glad, rejoice, and remind yourself of the goodness of God. 
Don't you love that? Sing, shout, be glad, rejoice. And in all of this be reminded that God is working and that God is good. As the children sing, the story of Jesus is recalled. And the promises of God are made real for us in these moments in anticipation and hope and courage. And all of these good things are ours through faith in Jesus Christ as we await the second coming of the Lord. We wait not idly looking to the sky saying, well, I hope, I wonder, maybe. Rather, we fill our time recalling God's promises, His mighty acts, and His faithfulness to His people. Not lulled to sleep as we wait or made angry by the long line, but our hearts soothed and cooled by the love of God and the faithfulness He has in keeping his word. For Zephaniah himself leads us to a greater hope, a hope that is beyond what we can possess and hold in our hands, a hope that streams from generation to generation, that marvelous list of what God would do, of what God is working on, that marvelous list in the middle part of that text. He is taking away our punishment. He is turning back our enemies. He is with us. He saves us. He takes delight in us. He rejoices over us with singing. He rescues, he gathers, he gives. He gathers us specifically. He brings us home. He restores our fortunes. God was working then and God is working now. What are you waiting for? What are you looking forward to in 2022? As 2021 graciously ends and 2022 opens with grace and promise, for what are you waiting? But recognize as you wait, you wait in faith, recalling the goodness of God and being renewed in your time of waiting. Every wait seems to have an appointed end. If you go into the DMV, you get your driver's license out, and you smile, and you get your registration, you throw it in the glove box, you put the sticker on the back of your car. The mountain bike eventually comes and gets loaded off the ship. I didn't have to swim out and get it, although if I would have known, I probably would have. If you're waiting for another blessing, the day will come when the blessing arrives. Third grade parents and families What's before you? What are you thinking about? Another blessing? A day when a blessing arrives? Some families are waiting for a wedding, some a baby, others a job, some a gift of healing, some a move. All those things we await with a sense of hope. For all of those things come from the hand of the Lord God who loves us and cares for us who is interested and knows our lives. He is not far from us, but He lives in us and leads us with faith and hope into the future. In the name of Jesus, amen.